I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Looking for a way to support The Dinner Party Show? A percentage of any purchase you make through a buy link on thedinnerpartyshow.com will allow us to keep bringing you the show free of charge. If you're an Amazon customer, head to thedinnerpartyshow.com and click on the Amazon Gold Box located in the lower left-hand corner of every page of our site. Do this, and a percentage of each purchase you make at Amazon during that shopping session will support our continued operation. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time for another episode of The Dinner Party Show. Hi, I'm Kristen Johnston, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. I went to a marvelous party. Don't even know the facts. They go with their gut, and the only thing their gut cares about is money. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine. You first, Eric. Live. From the Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California, it's The Dinner Party Show, the Internet's first live comedy variety show, with your hosts, New York Times best-selling authors, Christopher Rice. No, there's actually a new study that confirms every other child you see on the street is a ghost. <laughs> and Eric Shaw Quinn. I don't want to talk too much, but... Okay, no, we're going no, no. to take up a collection for the stained glass window. Now we want the dirt. Featuring reports from their largely unqualified staff of special correspondents. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. New York is a giant trash island infested by has-been theater queens. If we're really serious about cutting federal spending, the biggest waste of public funds I can think of is Congress. Two snaps for Jesus! The Dinner Party Show. Everyone gets served. Tonight's live cast is streaming to you live and for free through the dinnerpartyshow.com and our free mobile app. And now, direct from the kitchen by way of the Get out of my office. It's your hosts, Christopher and Eric. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you're listening to the Dinner Party Show's live cast for May 31st, 2015. And tonight we will not be talking about B.J. Bachman, the oh. Longmont, Colorado high school principal who, upon learning that his school's valedictorian was planning to come out during his graduation speech, canceled the speech, oh. outed the young man to his parents, oh and removed all mention of the valedictorian from the graduation ceremony. Yikes. We also won't be talking about the school's jackass attorney, Barry Arrington, who said, and I quote, a commencement speech is not a time for a student to push his personal agenda. Who's he supposed to talk about? Exactly. What we will say, though, is this. If you're looking for the asshole with a personal agenda, look for the attorney who's being paid to say that equal rights for all Americans is just some teenager's personal agenda. I think Hannibal would be shocked. Eat the rue, my friend. Eat the rue. Hideous, hideous people. Okay, also, we cannot find words to address presidential hopeful Florida Senator Marco Rubio's claim that gay people asking for the same rights as 
all other Americans, threatens religious freedom, and will cause Christian teaching. Christian teaching. Christian teaching. Christian teachings. Yes. Now in ranch and uh, <laughs> Hidden Valley Christian Colada, uh, to be considered hate speech. Oh, I see. While we are thrilled to hear that Senator Rube is so concerned about hate speech, one wonders where he was when all his alleged Christian colleagues and fellow bigots were saying all those hateful things about gay people and passing all that hateful legislation about us, but setting that aside, Senator Fuckwit, <laughs> persecuting others for not agreeing with what you claim are the religious teachings of your uh, personal beliefs is not a component of religious freedom. It is, in fact, hate speech. You are entitled to believe whatever hateful, stupid nonsense you want. Mm -hmm. You're just a little less free recently to persecute me for not believing it or to make laws to force me to comply with your religious beliefs or make it legal for businesses to discriminate against me based on those same hideous beliefs. Mm -hmm. So while we will defend your right to believe whatever superstitious, outdated, indefensible <laughs> bullshit you want, we are delighted that you are a little less able to blame Christianity for your bigotry. And if that makes you feel bad about yourself and your constituency of faux Christian hate mongers, great. And that's really all we have to say about it. Indeed. Also not being discussed on tonight's show, the recent attempt by ABC's The Bachelorette to gay bait viewers with a bogus storyline suggesting two of the hunky male <gasps> contestants had found love <gasps> with each other. Ooh. A tactic that involved one of the contestants in question sending out a tweet that said, if you're going to be the broke back bachelor, always be Heath Ledger. Big pictures have little ears. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from demonstrating that no one on the planet talks about gay anal sex more than straight guys do, this sordid little incident just goes to prove what we already knew. If The Bachelor and its sister show were any more stupid and repulsive, they would be on the Learning Channel. And I hear they have an opening. 19 and counting. <laughs> yeah, girl. Oh, also... We were stunned silent when Maddie Widerpass and Ian Reisner, oh, or however the hell you yeah, pronounce their whatever. names, Who the cares? gay New York hoteliers and club owners, hosted mm -hmm. an event for of some nature for uh, Republican presidential candidate Ted Cruz in their home. They claimed that the reception was not a fundraiser and that no checks were written and that it was just a spirited philosophical discussion with the hideous Texas senatorial gas bag who bears a striking resemblance to legendary hate and fearmonger Joe McCarthy, mm, don't you true. think? Physically and philosophically, uh -huh. and since he seeks to use divisiveness, bigotry, and persecution to attain political power. Anyway, anyway, Ian and Maddie defended themselves by claiming that other people's right to free speech was infringing on their right to free speech when a bunch of angry gay people and other non-bigots boycotted their hotel properties and gay bars. But we could not find words when this week the New York Times pointed out that the free speech proponent hospitality moguls had in fact written a check to the Cruise for President campaign slash evil conspiracy for the maximum amount allowed by law. Oof. Ian... Maddie, Ted Cruz doesn't even like Hispanics or immigrants, despite the fact that he is both. So, since your little dinner party, I, I mean, since your political seminar, mm -hmm. Senator Fathead Ted has said that marriage equality is the greatest threat to religious freedom, like, ever, and he, point, and he promised to always, 
always, always defend Christians' right to discriminate discriminate against gays in the name of religious freedom, just like Jesus would Just do. like Jesus, yes. Guys, we can't believe that you let this hideous man into your house, let alone ruined your reputation for him, alienated your clientele, and gave the fucker money, but all we can think to say to you is that the Constitution guarantees you freedom from government censorship and hence free speech, but it does not guarantee you freedom from the consequences of the stupid bullshit you choose to say. Mm-mm. We're speechless, and we recommend that you try it. Because, <laughs> ladies, at this point, other than repeating, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, over and over again, there's really nothing left to be said here. As for everything else, it's still on the table on tonight's live cast of The Dinner Party Show. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Look, I managed to say that without stumbling. (laughs) I don't know what the hell happened. I brushed my teeth before I got here and I can't do a thing with them. I just can't talk. I think what happened, and I know I said we were going to delay talking about this, and I had one other thing, a bit of show business to do, but you saw the giveaways that Brian Fuller has brought with him. My God. God, you guys are so lucky. We, tonight is episode one of Hannibalism on the Dinner Party Show. If you are a fanable uh, who is joining us for the first time, welcome. If you are a party person, tonight you are a fanable too, whether you like it or not. Brian Fuller is in the house. Brian Fuller is here. Where are the children? Yeah. The children. The children. <laughs> what about the children? The children love Brian Fuller. Oh, and they go quiet oh so quickly. <laughs> we have posted a picture on Instagram of what it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It is the, a soundtrack album from the show, the score from the show, and, and it's, it's vinyl. It's really an album. It's an actual album. And it looks like it's still in, it's sealed all up. It's so, totally sealed. But it looks like it folds out and there'll be liner notes and pictures like a real old-fashioned album. Like you can sort your pod on the inside of it. Yeah, totally. It's got a beautiful, it's got a sort of uh, impressionistic version of the the Hannibal Moose. I don't know if there's a technical term for him it's I should be using. Stag, I think. He's a stag, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not a moose. I mean, if you've been watching the show... <laughs> <laughs> the Hannibal Moose. Yeah. <laughs> Hannibal Bullwinkle, this little fall on little. ABC Family. It's Watch the spin-off. Be careful, little buddy. <laughs> okay, so now that I've denigrated the show that we are here to celebrate tonight, oh we just want to tell everyone now. that this is how this is going to work. Next week, we're giving away a Kindle Voyage. That's a different giveaway. But tonight, we had 13 people call into our party line. So... Those people, plus anyone who calls into our party line at 323-PEZ-TDPS by next week's show, will be entered into a drawing for a vinyl soundtrack album from Hannibal. Wow. And a making of Hannibal book, which Brian will explain in more detail when he's on the so show we'll later in the do year. that drawing at the top of next week's show. So top of next week's if show. If you already called in, thank you. If you come up with additional questions, please feel free to call back. And if you haven't called... I think it's a great chance to ask Brian Fuller questions about Hannibal on Hannibalism here at the Dinner Party Show. But you could also win a vinyl soundtrack album of the Hannibal television series, which is amazing. And the... Yeah, I, it's of. so beautiful. Like, you walked in with it, and I'm not a big... I don't own any vinyl currently. I did, however, as a child, have a vinyl of the score to Airport 1975. Well, I of, will admit that. Of course you did. Of course I did. But this is beautiful. And just the cover of it is like a collector's item. And Brian's bringing more stuff. So uh, stay tuned. There's really there's some amazing stuff coming up. So yeah. we'll be giving those away all during our month of Hannibalism to promote Thursday's premiere yes. of the new season, season three, of 
Hannibal. Hannibal. <laughs> Hannibal. All right, so we do something every week, or we just started doing something every week here on the Dinner Party <laughs> or Show. Or we do something when we can remember to, and we say we do it every week. We forget. That's why I get, we get emails before we do shows now, like, are you guys going to forget to give something away tonight? Of course we are. Yeah, we forget. We forget. But we do eventually send it to you, as people know, that you, they do suddenly get prize books six months later that they forgot they won. We have one winner of a contest who we never heard from again. I think we're still waiting for her to get in touch with us. And- yeah, I already ate that prize. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... So, yeah, good luck. She can call. We'll uh, send her something else. So we love for you to leave us reviews on iTunes, every podcast. Uh, we're an internet radio show, too, but we do have a free podcast for you to download, and we love to get iTunes reviews, as they all do. And so we read the most clever line from a new iTunes review every week aloud on the Dinner Party Show. And this week's line comes to us from Lee Swift, who says, Can anyone tell me where I can get a grocery bag covered in yak hair to stabilize my energy fields? Well, so that's, you know, I think a very useful use of the social level of the dinner party show. A lot of people have gotten, but this is the first person who's actually gone searching for a specific product. We could put eBay out of business. Well, I don't know if you remember, but this is a very specific reference to a sketch that we ran last week called World's Worst Pitch Meeting in a line that Jordan Ambersand used in that sketch, which I will not explain now because it will sound ridiculous explaining it in this clinical fashion to you here on the dinner party show, (laughs) involved a grocery bag. Covered in yik. Anything yeah. that yeah. that Jordan Ampersand has ever had to say. He's back tonight, by the way. I don't oh know my what he God, did. You just can't get away from know. him. You just can't. I actually, well, you'll see. It's once I, you know, we're going to have to have a meeting about whatever. Okay. Well, whatever. I, whatever. But we want to thank everybody who leaves comments on our I- iTunes. iTunes is where you can leave the review of our podcast. And we'll be reading the our favorites of your uh, your post there. But it really does actually help us out. So yeah, we appreciate it, really it if you have something to say that uh, you say it there and also, you know, everywhere else. Tell your friends, babe. Last week we announced a slew of new favorites at Christopher and Eric's Favorites, which is a new storefront at thedinnerpartyshow.com. And another great way to help support the show. Absolutely. Any purchase that you make through there, any purchase that you make after clicking on a link through there for a certain period of time, a percentage of that will go to benefit the Dinner Party Show and it will not cost you any extra. Or just click on the gold yeah. box before you start shopping at Amazon. Absolutely. You will help support the show and like Christopher says, it won't. you'll never even know the difference. It'll just be shopping at Amazon. So Absolutely. Thank you for that. And uh, the same is true of... Um, Purchasing music from the playlist or purchasing from Barnes & Noble. We're also on those affiliates programs as well. That's so. correct. Every time there's a gay marriage victory, um, there we play a song, or Eric reminds us to play a song, <laughs> which is a dance remix of a song that actually originally was Love included it. in the Jerry Springer opera. A lot right? of people don't know that, called I Just Want to Fucking Dance. We have now posted that song at the top of our playlist at thedinnerpartyshow.com, and if you download it from there, we will get a little cut. Right, last week when Ireland sale. voted to... Yes. Um, become part of civilization and treat people like human beings. Absolutely. Um, we uh, every people actually started asking where was the song, and I yeah. thought, how cool is that? And so we parked it up there at the top of our playlist. So, okay, I'm going to ask you a surprise question in the time oh, we have left. No, in this not a surprise. What are you most looking forward to about season three of Hannibal? I want to know. What the fuck happened at the end of season two? (laughs) That's what I want to know. And I'm even friends with Brian. He sort of made vague references to the table, and I wouldn't let him spoil it, because I really do want to be surprised. But if you saw season two, the finale was like, 
What the hell just happened? It was epic. It was, you said, Christopher said, it was the Moldavian wedding yes. of serial killers television series season finale. And it if you don't just... know what we mean by Moldavian wedding, you have just been disqualified from the giveaway of a vinyl soundtrack <laughs> no, of the hand. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, but, but everybody knows, right? Please tell me that everybody knows what we mean by Moldavian it, wedding. It was, and if you don't, it was the the legendary season finale of one of the episodes of Dynasty, which yes. was. Uh, soap opera, nighttime soap opera television and series. Everyone got shot when I was young. When I was young, and Eric was working on his retirement. Yes, <laughs> everyone in the church got shot by terrorists, I guess, or revolutionaries in Moldavia. Yeah, came swinging in. I don't know from where, smashing through the stained glass windows and mowed down everybody at the wedding. And then it was a great contract negotiation tool. We'll have right. to maybe Brian has tried this. Like, we'll see who survives. <laughs> maybe. That's what this was about last season. You get too snotty in contract negotiations. Your character may not live through this. I'm (laughs) just saying. Okay, we're being fact-checked by a fanable on social media currently. Freddie Lowndes on Twitter is telling us that the fanables call it the Ravenstag. Not a moose. Well, I've already been corrected because it's not a fucking moose. <laughs> but I love that. Yeah, it's the Merry Christmas animal moose. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I'm just afraid of animals that are, you know, once they get bigger than a dog, they're all the same scary animal to me. That's anyway, really brilliant. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for us to endure whatever Jordan Ampersand decided to do this oh, week. God, Apparently, really? it's got something yeah, to do we have with to have Hannibal. Talk about him. I, okay. Well, I, I know. Yeah. Next we, week. His next assignment week. was to try and do something related to the show, and this is yeah. what Jordan decided to do. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where the soup is hot, but the heads are hotter. It's time for another edition of What's Science? With Jordan Ampersand. Today's topic... Is Hannibal true? Oh, dear. (laughs) Good evening, I'm Jordan Ampersand, critic at large for the dinner party show. And this is What Science? Where I make science fun by taking out all the long parts that are hard to say. As you might have heard, the dinner party show is doing something called Hannibalisms, which is supposed to be about the third season of NBC's Hannibal, but really it's just an excuse for Christopher and Eric to make the show's creator, Brian Fuller, bring them more free stuff like that wax lion from Wonder Balls, which is one of Brian's older shows about a wacky dodgeball team that gets eaten by magic lions. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever, Fitzpatrick, you haven't seen it either. <laughs> I changed my mind, Jordan. This is a terrible idea. You're tied to a hospital gurney inside an abandoned observatory. You're going to think anything's a terrible idea right now. Uh, seriously, though, why are we in an abandoned observatory? You said I was here to talk about the difference between real-life medicine and TV. Way to go off script, Dr. Gurney. Anyway, tonight's guest is Dr. Edward Gurney head of surgery at Eli Roth Medical Center, and he's here to make sure I don't kill Fitzpatrick while I remove all of his vital organs. What? Are you crazy? Well, our original plan was to see if we could recreate the death of Georgia Madchen from season one, episode 12, but if you ever really want people to laugh in your face, ask them if they can get you a bargain on an isolation chamber. You're not seriously planning 
Oh, oh my god, are the... Where did you get all those scalpels and saws? Those they will give you a bargain on, as long as you don't need them clean. Jordan, I'm not sure that the lab is working. Just what in God's name is going on here? Well, to celebrate the dinner party show's salute to NBC's Hannibal, we've decided to see if we can successfully and safely recreate a scene from episode 11, season 1. Specifically, the scene in which Abel Gideon, played by Eddie Izard, ties Dr. Frederick Charlton to a hospital gurney and surgically removes all of his vital organs while he's semi-conscious in order to make a gift basket out of them for the Chesapeake Ripper. Yeah, there's a lot that's working. <laughs> are you out of your mind? Why are you getting your panties in a bunch, Jigsaw? You work for Eli Roth. He, like, invented torture porn. He funded the hospital where I work. He pays me to perform surgeries, not torture people. Some people would say all surgeries should be torture. And those people would be crazy. I- I'm calling the police. Where's my phone? No distractions during surgery, doctor. That's what the book said. What book? Jordan, when you put my lever back in, will you make some room for the baby dragon in my stomach? There's the Fitzpatrick we all know and love. The, the door is locked? Who locked the door from the outside? Relax, Dr. Gourney. On the show, Dr. Childton survives his ordeal just fine, so if we just do exactly what they did on the show, it'll all be cool, and our listeners will learn about surgery. Actually, now that I think about it, he does lose one of his kidneys on the show, but I was examining Fitzpatrick earlier, and I don't think he has those. Help! I've been abducted by a five-foot-two psychomaniac in a halter top and a propeller hat. Oh my god, aren't you gonna wear scrubs? Doctor, relax. Fitzpatrick hasn't been able to feel anything other than the beat for ten years. Uh-huh. Well, if I'm actually supposed to be consulting on the science of this, my scientific opinion is that you should stop immediately. Look at the pretty metal. Put that down! Seriously, Dr. Gurney, chill. <laughs> We've made every effort to recreate the scene exactly as it appeared on TV. We're inside an old observatory and we're talking. What else do you want? You're not a surgeon. The character on the show is actually a surgeon. I'm talking to a surgeon. Isn't that good enough? That's not how surgery works. Well, then it sounds like surgery isn't all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, well, maybe that stool you're standing on isn't all it's cracked up to be. What? It doesn't even make any... Oh. Ow, I hit my head. You're a terrible surgeon. Surgeon, come out of this abandoned observatory immediately. It's not that kind of show. Anyway, here you have it, folks. Once again, big science fails to deliver on one of its promises, namely that you can learn safe and easy surgery from a book. Ow, not so tight. Anyway, as always, we like to close our show with a famous science quote from a famous science person. Ow. And this week's quote comes from Benjamin Franklin, who invented lightning by flying a kite, and who always said, 5 plus 5, who dropped millenniums, it's all about the Benjamins. Jordan, that's enough. Come out this instant, and tell Natasha she can take off these moose antlers. I was just supposed to lock the door. Time.
tired of dining alone? Enjoy the dinner party show with friends. Like us on Facebook and become one of our party people. Then, during our live shows on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, you can join the conversation and post questions for Christopher, Eric, and their guests. During the week, drop in for tasty side dishes, show updates, and fun with the other party people. The Dinner Party Show. You are the life of our party. out with Hannibal, summered in wayward pines, whispered to the children, and perfected your cross-stitch on the human centipede. But if you're ready for some real gut-wrenching terror, it's coming this fall. They are gleefully responsible for disaster, flood, drought, and famine. I'm still not convinced that man-made greenhouse gases are having a catastrophic effect on the world's climate, despite the fact that 99% of all scientists agree. 100% if you don't count the ones employed by my campaign supporters. They gladly imprison children in poverty and then punish them for being poor. I think we should put poor children to work cleaning the toilets, sweeping the floors, and serving lunch at the schools we allow them to attend. That way they can learn a true work ethic and their rightful second-class place in our society early and get used to it. They labor in the shadows and the broad light of day to deprive women of medical care, killing hundreds with illegal medical procedures. <laughs> I say, I say, I think it's time for women to stop looking to Uncle Sugar for medical care. The government should stay out of the healthcare business unless women want to have healthcare I don't approve of. They've destabilized the Middle East and the U.S. economy just to make their really, really, really rich friends even richer. The whole invasion thing was just a big misunderstanding. It could happen to anyone. Besides, everything has obviously worked out for the best. They devote their every waking moment to promoting ignorance, replacing fact with superstitious beliefs in the national dialogue. I believe the world was created recently, that God hates almost everything in creation, and that people who don't look like me or believe what I do are evil and should be punished. Eroding the very infrastructure that ties us together as a civilization and lifts us up from the mire. We can't afford to have bridges that don't collapse at the expense of those who've made millions transporting their cheap foreign imports into their stores over those bridges that you paid for, wearing them out prematurely and profiting from an investment they did not make. How will they create jobs even though with record profits they aren't creating any jobs now? Even as their mouths blossom with sweet-smelling lies intended to charm and seduce those they have reduced to ignorance, poverty, dependence, and superstition, convincing their prey that the one and only thing that is keeping them from ruin at their unscrupulous hands is the source of all their problems, and that their only hope are those who have devoted their life's work to serving a cruel end game at the very expense of those they pretend to serve. Money is free speech. Trickle-down economics. These gambling houses pretended to be banks too big to fail. They, I say, I say they should remain unregulated and be uh, indemnified against risk by the government at the same time. The government should be small enough that I can drown it in a bathtub 
but not before it pays my supporters billions in taxpayer-supported bailouts and pork-barrel contracts resulting directly from my irresponsible policy. Oh, they're my irresponsible policy. No, they're my irresponsible policy. No, they're, they're my irresponsible policy. <laughs> Coming this fall, they'll make the Saw movies look like summer camp and serial killers seem like kindergarten teachers. They are the primary candidates for the Republican presidential nomination. True horror, but only if they get elected. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. And now, it's time for The Dish. Welcome we back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And guess who's here? Guess who's here? Guess who's here? If you can't guess, have you really not been paying any attention at all? It's Brian Fuller! Hello! <laughs> Welcome, Brian Fuller. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm when cr- did you get home? I got home yesterday. Like So, like, did you come straight from the airport? or Essentially. Essentially. <laughs> I, uh, I, well, I stopped by the Hollywood Bowl to see Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett, and then this is my next stop. Your life is so wonderful. Yeah. It was a great show. That's pretty was great. You I was going to say, did you just have, like, sandwiches with them, or you actually saw them perform? I saw them perform. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had sandwiches. Big deals but... would just stop off backstage and shake their hands and be like, I can't stay, Gaga, <laughs> Bennett, you're the best. Tony, love you, babe, but... <laughs> Just flew in and my arms are killing me. <laughs> Gotta go. I sat right down. Excellent. That's really great. What a, well, what a wonderful welcome home. Uh, this is a wonderful welcome home. Thank oh. you for having me back. Oh, we're Whoa. so excited. We're Thursday's s- the big day. It's coming so up. so excited. And I asked Eric Shaw Quinn earlier what he was looking forward to most about season three of Hannibal. And he said... Finding out what the fuck happened at the end of season two. I can't, like, I had so many questions. We went to dinner, like, shortly after we went to a movie or something. And I was like, why didn't he shoot him? He had a gun. You made a point of him getting that gun. Why didn't he shoot him? And, oh, my God, she was still alive, and now she's not alive anymore. (laughs) Brian was like, okay, wow, I think the movie's starting. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be with you next season. How does that sound? Yeah. We called it the Moldavian Wedding. Which (laughs) I think is brilliant. serial killer television programming. Yeah, it really was. It was an amazing finale. So, yeah, I'm just dying to catch back up. Like, it was so, and it's been, they've really made us wait for it. Yeah, they, uh, we've been off the air for over a year. I know. But it, it's but Thursdays are going to be amazing. They are. They are. The time. The time cut will make sense because it feels on the show we're actually much later, so it feels like everybody's catching up oh. after the train has left the Aren't station. Are you smart? Yes. Okay, it was yeah, all excellent. intentional. Now you can not answer this question if you want, but this is just me. I'm, I'm just going to ask you a question. But I'm going to throw hot tea on you. We, <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't, I only throw hot tea on you, Eric Sharkman. Uh, we have, it seems, blown past the world of Silence of the Lambs. It's not really going to be part of this universe. It doesn't seem like we're not going to meet Clarice Starling. We're going to, we had this as a question the last time you were on, will we ever meet Clarice? But it seems like we're moving in a totally different direction. We are, and we continue to move in that direction uh, at the end of this season. It, mm-hmm. it, it ends in such a way that Silence of the Lambs would not make sense as the next move. Okay. But I would love to tell that story. I would love mm-hmm. to... Yeah, I mean, you really... Michael Pitt, that whole thing was sort of a setup to the... Well, that was... The that was Hannibal, the novel. That was Hannibal. Hannibal, yeah, the That was very yeah. much after. So, And Clarice is there, so it... it 
the, the universes are overlapping. The Fullerverse and the, I don't know, the Clarissaverse or whatever you want to call it are, are you know, colliding at some level. They, well, it would it would be great to include her just because she's so iconic. And, you know, also I want to tell the story of Buffalo Bill. I oh, think yeah, 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 yeah. There's a, a tale there that hasn't been told that would oh, be really that's exciting. It. You could bring Beth Grant in as his mom. Oh, Buffalo, Mrs. Lippman. Mom, Muffy yeah. Buffalo could be <laughs> Buffalo Bill's mom. If you don't know <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Finally. <laughs> if you Finally. don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> oh we're God. talking about the fact that beloved Hollywood actress Beth Grant is in everything that Brian has ever done, almost everything. She hasn't been on Hannibal yet. And I'm challenging him to get her on Hannibal, and oh. I just think I came up with Muffin the way. And Bill. she's been in every movie ever made. Ever. So, like, really, Hannibal's the only thing she hasn't been in at all. We literally, we put on, we, we had people over to the house to watch Speed... And there, was Beth week, and there was Beth Grant. Getting her ass blown up in speed. <laughs> My and dream. She tried to get off that bus, and he said, "Don't get off the bus." And My she dream yeah. is to have Beth do a regular segment on the dinner party show called "Where the Fuck Is Beth Grant?" and just have her call from whatever set she's on, yeah. and say, "Well, this week I'm shooting so and so, and wherever the hell it is." Because she's, if you've watched television in the last thirty years, you know who Beth Grant is. You just have so, no so idea. We have now figured out how she's going to be on Hannibal. So yeah. get to work, Brian. You might have to ask her next week. Muffin Buffalo. Oh, oh, is Beth coh. with you next week? I believe so. Oh, oh my god, god, we're freaking out. Beth Grant. <laughs> we're freaking out. We're still more excited. Oh my god. Well, we're pretty excited about Brian, but Beth Beth, Beth and Brian? Oh my god. Although, I don't oh know if god. Beth Grant will have amazing vinyl like Brian did tonight when he walked into the She has other amazing muffins. things. Okay. We're so excited. We're going to try to take a deep uh, breath about Beth, Beth Grant, but we're going to play oh my some. God. We got a deluge of phone calls for you on our party line, which is 323-PES-TDPS. And just to remind people that, it, that those who have already called in and those who call in between now and next week will be entered into a drawing for a copy of the Hannibal soundtrack on vinyl and a making of book. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the making of book? Yeah, the, it's it's the art of the making of Hannibal. It came out uh, about a month ago. It's a really cool book that's all about the behind the scenes making of the show with interviews with all sorts of departments and cast members and all kinds of exclusive pictures. So it's a really oh, cool made such an art installation anyway the whole thing is kind of like every week is like the murder is a new art installation well I would love to do a body works exhibit of Francois Dejeuner's work he's all the Amazing. sliced people. Oh my, god. oh, my God. What was the one with the, the series? Yeah, the Poor series Beverly. of glass, plates of glass. That was such an astonishing piece of, yeah. And the, and the and the series of reactions that you got of people walking into the observatory and before you showed what they were even seeing. You knew it was Beverly right. because she had gone down into Hannibal's basement the episode before, but you, you didn't cut know. away right at that moment. I'm like, moment. oh, God, what happened to Beverly? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to our party line and see what the uh, fanables and party people have to ask of Brian Fuller. Hello, Brian, Chris, and Eric. I have a question for Brian about Hannibal. I'm wondering Canada. if he would ever consider having a cameo on the show. Thank you. Bye. A Hitchcock, oh, like, like if a you Hitchcock will. moment, or a Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so distracted in the editing room. I would. It would be. Well, you could just be waiter number three. You wouldn't have to be. Yeah, but I'd be like, oh, waiter number three looks like such an asshole. In the <laughs> shot. So I, uh, 
I don't think you'll ever ever. Why is he so tall? He's so much taller gangly. than the other waiters. Does he know that his eyes are uneven? No. Uh, yeah, it would be. Uh, it, <laughs> it would be too distracting. Um, but so Brian is going to continue to executive produce and write everything in the world, but he's not. You're not going to see him doing it. You will not see him bringing tea. Well, to that, that's Caroline a final answer. Is yeah. that your final answer? Well, want to call a lifeline? I'm I'm happy if uh, they want to cast me as a zombie on The Walking Dead. I would love to. do You would show up on like somebody that. else's show. Oh yeah, I would, then you I would wouldn't have brain. to edit your own yeah, scene. I could okay. leave and not think about it again and I think that's definitely the sensible way to go or you could just get a guest editor you could like let somebody else do that sequence (laughs) Eric Eric could be your guest editor (laughs) I don't know just put I don't know whatever is there more tea (laughs) more Brian just put more Brian (laughs) needs pudding all right back to our party line for another question from the party people hello I have a question for Brian Fuller I'm very excited for Hannibal season three, and I want to know if we are going to get to know a little bit more about what is going on in Hannibal's head, because we've seen a lot of Will Graham's point of view that in many ways Hannibal's still a mystery. At least. That's a great question. Isn't it? Yeah. That's a really good question. Who, what was the name of the young lady who asked that question? I don't know if we got her name, and we would like to ask everyone, if you do call in, please leave your name, particularly given that we're doing prize yeah, drawings. I think she just said it was a question for Brian, so. Oh. Well, mystery caller. You have to risk Christopher and I saying it. <laughs> would the two of you please shut the fuck up <laughs> and let Brian talk? Obviously not. Right. <laughs> um, that. That's actually a big point of this new season is to get more inside Hannibal's head than that we have before. And we start out, we don't even see Will Graham until the second episode wow. because the first episode is all about Bedelia and Hannibal's relationship and how Hannibal has relationships. What's that song you guys played on that Bride of Hannibal commercial that just so freaks me out? The, uh, the turtle song. Happy, Happy together. together. Happy together. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I think that was playing when I was in a terrible car wreck when I was a child. And every time I hear that song, <laughs> I kind of freak. It freaks Trigger me out. Trigger warning. Something Trigger about warning. that song freaks me out. And so it came on, and it was already you know those disturbing people, and it was that song. I was like, Ah! Pride of Hannibal. <laughs> Um, so we have a question from our, our people on social media. We have a lot of the fanables are on Twitter and on our Facebook page for the Dinner Party Show. Katie Dalton wants to know if it is a deliberate choice to make Shiva a recurring theme in your work, not just in the work of the murderers on Hannibal, but is that a something that the is Indian meaningful goddess? to you? Yes, yes. Uh, are, you a, are you a Shivite? Well, there was <laughs> Shiva in High Moon. Um, and I'm trying to remember if I had... Uh, I, there may have been a Shiva in Wonderfalls. Um, but probably... Say, pick it up. <laughs> pick it up. High five. Um, so the... Not consciously, but I love I love gods and goddesses. That's like a high five forever. Right? I don't know what they're doing. Party people and fanables, they're doing hand gesture stuff. I don't understand. I would well, explain we were, it to you, but I... I we were we'll put all, it on of, all of those hands on Shiva, like oh, saying yeah. high five after, you know, like... Oh, all the little faces. Falls reference. Right. Patty yes. cake. I see. I see. We have the wax lion ah, from Wonderfalls. Right is still here on our here. table. Yay. When you're not here, you're still here. Yay. Okay. So let's go back to our party line because it's fairly bursting with messages for Brian Fuller. Hi, Brian. My name is Liz, and my question is about Alana. 
I was wondering if we're going to see more of her in season three, but, like, who she is as a person, sort of, like, maybe the inside of her house or some of the hobbies that she enjoys. Um, Just something more than a romantic interest for anyone. Um, Thank you, and bye. I love that. Thank you, Liz. Um, Actually, yes to a lot of those things. Um, We do get to see a lot more of Alana... Uh, this season, and we understand some things that she may have said in the first season uh, in a new light. Mm. And yes, there is romance for Alana. She, things she said in the first season in a new light. Yes. Hmm. You're so <laughs> insidious, Frank. <laughs> so cryptic, you are. I really, that's really. Yeah, okay. okay. I'm trying right. to think now of everything she said in the right. first season. I can remember a few things. She wouldn't be with twist. Will because he's not stable. I mean, that was the standout line. I think you're not right. stable, she said. So she'll we'll meet the, the crazy boy for, the crazy ex-boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tried it with a, a I tried it with this guy, James Gum, <laughs> and it really didn't work out. That's the new backbone of the show. That'll be our, our case of the week. What crazy person. Has... Oh, God. And then I dated this guy. Oh. Well, let's go. I think we talked about it the last time you were on the show, but what brought you to the work originally? What what brought you to the universe of Hannibal? Manhunter. I, when I saw it huh. in 86, I think it was. Yeah. And after seeing it, and it was so visually amazing. And there, I guess it was a hybrid of the crime story and the horror story. Right. And um, I love Star Wars, and Star Wars was such a, a pivotal, important film for me, but the one that was iconic was Alien because it yeah. was sci-fi and horror, and I was like, ooh, two great tastes that taste great together. And <laughs> It's like chocolate and peanut butter that eats you from not, the inside <laughs> out. It's really not like chocolate <laughs> and peanut butter. I, I'm glad that those are, yeah, but yeah, no. <laughs> so the crime procedural, which I'd never been a huge fan of, was now introduced a horror element. And I was like, oh, now you're interesting because I like what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. And how would you define horror? I ask this of everyone. I ask this of my mother when she calls into the show to tell us to stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. (laughs) Eric says, I don't know. Is there more tea? I don't know. (laughs) Horror. Um, I guess horror is a. An unease Mm -hmm. that can be enjoyable. And I think that's the appeal of horror is that feeling of, oh, this is – there's a kink to horror Mm -hmm. and a kink to life view through horror that I think uh, the kinky-minded respond to horror in a way because it is – subverting humanity in a really interesting way. Some people use the word dread. That was the I, like I that was the next one on the uh, tip of my tongue. And they're not being insulting. One of the big horror websites is called Dread Central. Have you read the the short story Dread by Clive Barker? I have not. No. It's fantastic. It's it's essentially about a guy who's studying fear and uh, what he does to a vegetarian. <laughs> to get them to conquer their fear of oh, meat Clive. is uh, for such a caution. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the British title was "What Clive Did to a Vegetarian." Yeah, yes. absolutely. I guess I the, I think it's the fantasy element of horror that I find the imagination of it. I mean, it's the thing that I love about Hannibal. It 
completely freaks me out. And sometimes, you know, like I have to have eaten earlier because like, oh, that's over. Not having anything else tonight. But the imagination of what's happening, the 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 distance that you all travel, the places that 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 mind goes. I think what was that? I was I, I was talking to somebody about this week. The thing that is terrifying about Hannibal, you know, he's not actually that. Um, he doesn't have fangs or he's not a, you know, he's not that sort of, but it's that he is us. Everything he does is something we might choose to do, but we don't do it. We've all have this sort of social agreement that we won't do the things. And he has none of those boundaries. He has this sort of boundaryless. There's there's a stabbing scene on the bridge in the, the Hannibal movie where he just walks up oh, to somebody right. and stab, stab, stab. And the person is saying it's not a big event and it's not very dramatic. And it's the sort of thing any of us could do. He stabbed him in the thigh. Yeah. yeah. And cuts the, the, the femoral artery or artery, and the guy's dead in seconds. And he just walks, goes strolling on, or biting off somebody's nose, or all of the stuff that he does <laughs> is like, we could all, we're all capable of doing it. Hannibal could, any of us could be Hannibal if we were willing to do it. I think mm. that's what's so terrifying about Hannibal. Well, there, there, for me, there's been a great blurring of eating his meat. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or eating meat in general, oh. and how cannibalism isn't that big of a deal if you've if you're used to eating beef and pork and mm. that sort. Of, like it's, it's meat not is that meat. big a stretch, right? It's, it's a little. Meat. It's hot, freaks me out about your show. Like, yeah, so we'll have macaroni and cheese. We'll, <laughs> we'll freak out some more when we come back after the short break here on the dinner party show. Please stay with us. We will have more with Brian Fuller and Hannibalism. <laughs> I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. The internet is full of people talking about stuff they hate. So on the dinnerpartyshow.com, we've decided to launch a new feature that's all about stuff we love. That's right. It's called Christopher and Eric's Favorites. Each month, we'll recommend a variety of products we just can't live without so that you can enjoy them, too. You can visit Christopher and Eric's favorites at thedinnerpartyshow.com, and that's where you can also sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know when new favorites are added to the site. And remember, if you use any of the buy links on thedinnerpartyshow.com, a percentage of your purchase will help support the operation of the show. The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, bringing you interviews with some of the hottest celebrities who made the mistake of taking Christopher and Eric's call. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And this Sunday, June 7th, Hannibalism continues on The Dinner Party Show. That's right. We're having a month-long celebration of the return of NBC's Hannibal with the show's creator, Brian Fuller. Join us for all sorts of Hannibal-esque surprises, including your chance to win a brand new Kendall Voyage, the latest e-reader from Amazon. But this exciting contest is only open to our live listeners, so be sure to join us for our brand new live cast this Sunday, June 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at thedinnerpartyshow.com and on our Facebook page. The Dinner Party Show, a new live cast, begins airing every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at thedinnerpartyshow.com or through our free mobile app. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, where all of our shows are available for free anytime you want to listen. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important meal of the day. 
Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Brian Fuller is here to help us kick off Hannibalism, our month-long celebration of the third season of NBC's Hannibal. We should really call it Brian Fuller's Hannibal. I'm sure Thomas Harris and NBC would understand. NBC's borrowing. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me back. So a lot of people called our party line. Twitter. A lot of them. Twitter is apparently blowing up because you have a huge presence on Twitter, Brian, and they are voting yes that you should do a cameo. <laughs> I think, yeah, you could just walk through in the back walking your dog. I you used to dog. take groundling classes years ago, <laughs> yeah, and we'd have to write and then perform, and I would sit in the, the side uh, and pray for a car to come careening off of Melrose <laughs> Avenue into the theater. I didn't care who died. <laughs> Just so I didn't have to go on stage. I, you know, it's an interesting thing. Like Eric's really the performer. I don't. I won't shut up. But I. But I, it's because I'm like trying to maintain control. You know, I have that writer's need to like control. Right. And Eric's just talking about whatever flies into his head and doing a great job of it. By the way, kid, don't keep it up. <laughs> Blabbermouth over here. <laughs> you can just. But you know, like there's a there's that difference between. Being able to be completely in the moment, which is what they say acting is fundamentally about, or right. what Meisner says acting is about, which I think Eric has in spades. And then there's that, like, I don't know, that writerly need to, like, control, which seems to fight with that tendency. Well, you're looking for precision, and yeah. and there's a perfectionism where, as a writer, we have those cushions because it doesn't have to go out until we give people permission to see it. Right. That Whereas a spooky moment. When you're just, oh, yeah. oh yeah. It's like, okay, Whatever you think, there you go. <laughs> it's there. Well, it's terrifying. And yeah. Eric has both things at war within him, which is why he always needs tea. Always uh, needs tea at the tea same time. Tea is the great mediator. All right, we're going to go back to our <laughs> no party line. Before we say more meaningless crap, we're going to go back to our party <laughs> line and remind people that if you call 323-PEZ-TDPS between now and next week's show, you will be entered to win a vinyl copy of the Hannibal soundtrack. But until then, let's hear what this caller had to say. Hey, guys. Um, so I have this question um, about Hannibal Lecter. Do you think he has, like, off days where he TiVo's a Twilight Zone marathon and like, throws on some sweats and orders some Pizza Hut? What do you think he does on the days where he doesn't feel like, you know, leaving the house? <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. What does Hannibal do when he doesn't want to kill and eat the neighbors? We uh, Farmville. (laughs) We have joked about sad Hannibal ordering pizza and listening to All By Myself (laughs) after Will's absence. That's really funny. I love that question. What a riot. But a really good question. What would he Tivo? Would he Top Chef? Oh, yes. Absolutely. That cake one. Cake. King cake, 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 cake wars. No, there's some. You know the cake. one with a. I can't remember. I'm sure one of the party people will remember. There's some cake-based competitive cupcake television reality program. Oh, cake, yeah, cake. The guy even got cupcake. busted recently for drunk driving in New York. The chef, the cake chef, or and they're whatever. like, we don't care. His cupcakes are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Let him drive however he wants. Fuck the pedestrians. <laughs> Fuck human life. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I guess it would be that, or maybe he would watch Dexter, or like, would he watch like minded no, stuff? No, he wouldn't or, watch Dexter because he'd be like or amateur maybe reality programming. Amateur. Dexter like, is an amateur. He would watch like disaster shows and shark sh- specials. Would Shark Week would definitely be a Hannibal favorite? Don't you think? Well, he uh, it would probably be a combination of reality reality shows and cooking shows. 
So he would look at the examples of the rude and then flip back and forth and go like, oh, what an asshole. And then like, I prepare this customer from Real Housewives. Yeah, exactly. Not what he sounds like. Identify future victims. (laughs) Oh, she looks delicious. Yeah. Put a pen in that one. So (laughs) I I, want to ask you a question. So the decision to cast Mads, am I saying it correctly? Mads. Mads. Um, he is Norwegian is or is Danish? Danish. He is Danish. Okay, and I believe the Hannibal the of the books Dan. is from Eastern Europe. Is yes. that correct? Yes. So and and even though everyone pictures Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins is I don't Welsh. think right, and there's nothing in the book suggesting that Hannibal went through a sort of British personal renaissance, <laughs> if you will. But wasn't he speaking in kind of a mid-Atlantic accent? I can't that? remember. Well, there was, the and it would go southern. Beans is almost it's very flat. It's very sort of middle. Yeah, absolutely. So American. was this a conscious choice, or did you just fall in love with him as an actor and, want, and think that he had a presence that you couldn't resist? Uh, B, um, and also just. The accent may be difficult for people who um, aren't familiar with accents. Like, where's that at? And if you say Eastern European, they'll go, oh. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think uh, most would be able to place the accent without knowing that he was a Danish actor. So the fact that he had an exotic accent right. was enough. Mm-hmm. And then we just sort of winked and said, it's not Danish, it's Yugoslavia. He, he, and right, he does yeah. such a wonderful job of capturing that dichotomy that we were just talking about before the break of the Hannibal who's this charming, delightful person who then ate your daughter. Right. You know, like with the correct knife and fork and beautifully <laughs> prepared, but still. Well, there's there's absolutely that aspect. That. Yeah, he... The plastic, him in the plastic suit. It, with the three-piece uh-huh. underneath yes, it. Yes, I just is, adore that. It's, That's it's so cute. brilliant. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, he does have those scary moments in this season where you get used to affable Hannibal because mm-hmm. he's it's a new Hannibal and then you're reminded oh he's actually quite deadly the thing that I find hypnotic about the character is I always wonder would I live if I met him or would I do something rude you, I mean, would this show be considered rude no would the, I would say it was honest oh okay right All right. honest and authentic yeah because we have the montage, I, think, I believe it's in season one, where we get the rapid-fire montage of the people who have done the rude things and ended right. up in the recipe book. Like yes. the, the healthcare census guy is like, yeah, you're not going to make it. Right. You know? <laughs> and you get to see, uh, oh, okay, so don't do that, don't do that, and don't do that, and I'll live. I'll be fine. Can I have your business card? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't give anyone your business card. They might be Hannibal Lecter. I would think we would fall into the it's fun to play with your food category because I think he has that too. <laughs> what, you, like you, he would like playing the game with us and then he would eat us. He but would like, come on the show and then eat us. And then yes. eat us later. But for, he would come on the show repeatedly. Like Brian may actually end up eating us. Like no. whatever that may be. Like he'd come on the show repeatedly and then kill and eat us. Because, but first he would have fun with us. I wouldn't want to kill you. You would eat us alive? Well, or just parts of us. <laughs> like, it, it depends on, you know, it's a, is it voluntary? Is it humane? <laughs> is this just, yeah, yeah. just, uh, just uh, have oh, a piece. Tender subject. That was the episode. Ooh, that was the episode that I, Ooh, wow. Yeah. We get to see more of that. We get to see uh, what happened with the remaining limbs. Oh, of, so we have, of Gideon's remaining one? Yeah, we have <laughs> okay. Eddie back this season. Just his, like his head is back? Or no, 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 it's all of him, and uh, we see how he got to his state that we last saw him. 
Excellent. (laughs) Well, party people and fanables, this has just been episode one of Hannibalism. We just found out tonight that next week you will be back with the lovely Beth Grant. Google Beth Grant. She has been in every movie ever made. Everything you've ever seen. You will not believe everything you've ever seen. And out of what you have done, in the fuller verse, she has been in Pushing Daisies, Wonder Falls, Mockingbird Lane. Mockingbird Lane. Yes. Okay, so that's three wins for Beth Grant. Right, and we're pushing for... Or, um, Muffin Buffalo Bills mom. Yeah, I think yeah. that would just be perfect. I just <laughs> think it's the I think it's the way in. Absolutely. Well, pl- Mrs. Littman would be great. Remember, she's the one who ends up in the bathtub that he was working with Mrs. Littman for a long time. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's a lot. We've got a lot to discuss this month it's a, of cannibalism. It's a rich vein. It's a rich vein, and we're not. We're just <laughs> tapping in. Yeah. We're just tapping in. We got a whole month of Hannibalism to support, but the but join but get started with us on Thursday at ten o'clock on NBC is the premiere of season three of Hannibal. So if you want to know what we're talking about next week, and there will be no spoiler protection, we're going to talk about it. And on we the show. do. We have, have to. We have to give time. a shout out to Central Time Zone. It'll be nine p.m. in Central Time Zone every now and then. When we don't say what time something is in Central, we get it means angry. We have Central no time idea zone what time it is. I lived in Central Time Zone for years, <laughs> and we are not represented and we we are invisible <laughs> and I, tonight we're making central time zone visible on the dinner party show no, and if I, it's I any consolation I don't even really know what time it is here so. <laughs> Eric just knows it's almost time to go that's home that's right yeah. and unfortunately it's tea time. We, we could have done a four hour show tonight but we're going to drag it out over several weeks as they like to do in show business as we already told you call the party line 323-PEZ-TDPS leave a question for Brian give us your name so we know who you are because if you do so between now and next week you will be automatically entered for a, in a drawing to win a vinyl copy of the Hannibal soundtrack and a copy of the Making of Hannibal book, which is full of artwork, and we believe we'll have some signatures on it as well. Yes. Find that next week. Then next week we will be giving away a Kindle Voyage to someone who can answer within the confines of our live show a very in-depth trivia question about season two wow. of Hannibal. Kindle Voyage, I a love Kindle mine. Voyage, that is Those the latest so e-reader from Amazon. Until then, Mr. Fuller, welcome back to America. Thank you. We are so excited for the <laughs> right. premiere of season three this Thursday, and we're excited to have you back next week with the lovely Beth Grant. Yay! <laughs> Eric, any final thoughts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to share them with us? No. Okay. It's too, oh, too, much too personal. You're going to hold them next week. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home. Welcome Thank home, you. Brian Fuller. Welcome home, and we will see you and everyone next week. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you've been listening to The Dinner Party Show. Thanks.
I've been to a marvelous party.